Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday on 1080 The Fan. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. Francisco Pinto, play-by-play for the Chargers. He's Spanish play-by-play. God, I wish I could speak Spanish. How cool would a Spanish interview be on Justin Herbert in the Chargers playoff game? <laughs> Hola. That's all I got. Please don't do that. That's all I Please got. Please do not. I actually am worried. I'm worried you're going to intro him <laughs> in and you're going to say the three words you know. <laughs> My dad is that guy at Mexican restaurants. Oh, no. Rocky. Grassy ass. <laughs> Can I get? Uh, is he one of those? Can I get a polo, polo, polo <laughs> yeah, day, day yeah. mole, please? Day mole. Yeah, that sounds good. The worst is when people say the words really wrong, but like they do it in such a confident, happy way. <laughs> Gracias. Like, that's not how that's, you say that that's word. Not, that's not how that word goes. No. Um, so he'll join. He'll join us at seven thirty before they hop on the bird and fly to Jacksonville. Um, get up is asking me. What quarterback would you want to start your franchise with? Lawrence? Dun, dun, dun. Or Herbert? Both. How about I don't lose in that situation? Either one would be great. They're both <laughs> terrific. They're Why? awesome. Why do we... What makes us want to to do that i don't know i don't know why when we had to prop up Tua earlier this year it led to the takedown of justin herbert somehow like it doesn't make sense they're both good they were having great seasons until Tua got hurt it was really just twitter bots and emmanuel Acho. <laughs> what if are we being honest here? man can't there... be two kings of the mountain you guys there is one oh, here king is. of the hill this is right. who the poll questions are for all right <laughs> he's <laughs> voting who is it's it it's <laughs> herbert <laughs> As a Duck fan, it's Herbert, and shut up! <laughs> All right, no, I'm kidding. It, it, it really doesn't matter to me, but but I, I understand why at least our, our pensionist humans. It's like, no, there's one guy on the top of the mountain. That's why you think I so. would go Herbert because he's got better hair. Lawrence's hair is a little too long. A little stringier? It's a little Wait too a stringier. Wait it's a, a little too long. Herbert's got more of a, like, slick back. He's in a rollerblading movie in 1994. Herbert is a villain in a skating movie. Oh, I disagree with that. I think he's no. the cool kid that moves from L.A. No. to Cincinnati, and he's no. got to learn how to rollerblade. That's and, Lawrence. Uh, no, Lawrence is too long. It's too hippie-ish. He looks like the villain when is from the hippie, On the hippie, the break. bad guy? Well, hippies should be bad guys, all right? Put some shoes on, you hippies. You ever watch Fern Gully? <laughs> 
Those are all hippies trying to stop the uh, the forest from being chopped down. I mean, man. come on. If I, if I have to pick one hairdo, would I rather rock for the rest of my life? It's Herbert's, and so I'm taking Herbert. Just because one is straight down yeah. and long and it's the other too one's... too long. It goes down to the shoulders. Like, cut the, come on, come on. Let's, He's got uh, the Jesus locks going, let's man. trim it up a little bit, all right? There are people in the South. Him and his sister look identical. Yeah, there are people that's a thing. in the South that have a photo of Trevor Lawrence, and they think that's what Jesus looks like. Well, you know, football and Jesus are the only thing they care about, so it kind of goes hand in hand. And they've actually punted Jesus down a little bit because they're <laughs> yeah. spending most of their Sundays watching football, not reading the good book. It just means more down here. But that's a hot take. He's got better hair. It's not a hot take. Uh, Who's got better hair? It's Herbert over Lawrence okay. any day of the week. It's not I'll, a hot take. I'll put a poll question Look, on you it. can call me biased. You can call me a homer. That's all fine. I totally am both of those things. This is a valid and factual point. Herbert does have a – I mean, they both have a good head they of got, hair. They, it's a great lettuce game. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But you take Herbert's over Lawrence's. Ladies love that curl. I'm they love you. that little, I mean, fl- little flip. Yeah, it kind of comes out of the back of the helmet. You're right. I, I Lawrence's is too, just too straight. Yeah, but you can pull it. you got to perm it up a little bit, you know? You can pull it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's you're not wrong. You don't. I mean, he's he isn't he married? I mean, anyways, I think he is married. Yeah, I I have that. I, if I grow my hair long enough, I did this when I grew the mullet. Uh, it curls. It eventually just gets to a point where it curls up. It doesn't like <laughs> anymore. It does the Herbert thing. Well, it does the flip. That, that that was the look back in high school. It's like Herbert's continued that and made it look good. Oh, you bet like, your ass I had that in high school football. I grew it out just to the point where it would flip out of the back you of the, the helmet. You had the shaggy mop top. You just had to get it long enough to the back of the helmet that you just had a little bit sticking out. I'm curious. I, I, I'm, I'm so interested to see how these teams start. Are they going to be both nervous when they start this game? Uh, tomorrow, this is the first game, right? Am I no Niners and Seahawks first? Niners game. Seahawks. This is the them. NBC. Uh, you got you. Collinsworth and uh, Tarico. Um, but I'm curious to see how they start this. Like, do they just both come out and you can score on those defenses? Though Jacksonville's defense, as of late, has been playing significantly better. We saw what it did pass rush wise against the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. I just want to see like where they're at, how nervous they are versus how ready they are. First playoff game for either one of these uh, teams in a long time, and especially with these gr- this group of guys. The thing about this, though, so yesterday I, Orlovsky does a film breakdown on Herbert, and I thought this was interesting. Herbert had a good year. Mm-hmm. Chargers get back to the playoffs. Here we go. He pointed out one area that Jacksonville might be able to take advantage of Herbert, and it's something that Justin can control all on his own, and that's his patience. He pointed out multiple film sessions in different games where he shows the route on the All-22, and he shows Herbert, and Herbert's throwing too quickly. He's processing information at such a fast rate (laughs) that he's throwing to the spot, but he's doing it way too quickly. And it's been one of, because there's not a lot, one of the critiques of him from a film breakdown Mm -hmm. is that he's just processing it so fast and these guys don't want to get hit. He's been dealing with that, what was that, rib, lung, whatever yeah, that was. Rib injury. He He's processing so quick that he's throwing to the spots too quick. And there's been multiple games that they pointed out on this yesterday of just what that does to them. And I'm, I'm curious to see, because I'd imagine he's heard this too in his own film breakdowns. Like, does Jacksonville take advantage of that? Can Can Josh Allen and company get to him? Or is this going to be a breakout point? Because that's what the playoffs offer us. I don't want to debate you of who you'd rather have, Dirt. I want to learn 
what these guys are in the biggest moments for their teams. Yeah, and I think there's a good chance that even whoever loses this game between Herbert or Lawrence, it's not necessarily their fault, right? I mean, I think we need to make sure to evaluate how the game goes, and not all losses are created the same. You sound like a Duck fan getting ahead of the loss. <laughs> no, I just, and this is the same thing for Lawrence. Like, if Lawrence comes out and plays great, just, but the Jags' defense sucks and Herbert torches sure. them for four touchdowns, like, that's not on Trevor Lawrence. Right. Right. I just, I think so often we look at the win loss as a quarterback stat, and I try as often as I can to push. Uh, ultimately against that. I think you touched on the two reasons why that's been the case for Herbert this year, though. One is his offensive line's been a sieve. Now they're stronger and better later in the year, but they have been awful for about 70% of the season, and they've dealt with some major injuries all the way to the start of the year, including Rashawn Slater, his, his top left tackle, who has been out basically all year. They're hopeful they can get him back if they win this weekend, maybe for a divisional round matchup next weekend. The other part of it is the rib injury that he was dealing with. And I think when you put those two things together, on top of the fact that your wide receivers are out for a good chunk of the year you're, you're just going to take what the defense gives you you're going to be smart you're going to say I want to get rid of the football I don't want to take sacks his sack numbers considering the offensive line play that he's had in front of him this year are remarkable the dude doesn't get sacked it's because he gets rid of the football so quickly and I think there's something with him of hey your offensive line's playing better your wide receivers, knock on wood, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are going to be healthy for this game. Well, we'll see about Mike we'll Williams. We'll see about Mike still, Williams. He hasn't practiced all week. Hasn't practiced all week. Uh, you yourself seem to be healthy. The rib injury doesn't seem to be affecting you. Let it let it fly. Let, you know, be patient. Let it fly. I I don't I don't blame him for having those kind of throws in those moments in the regular season when he's got no time to throw and no wide receivers to throw to and he's hurt. And he doesn't want to get hit. Now that you're healthy, the season's on the line. You got to be willing to let plays develop because he has. There's a great piece on ESPN yesterday about him and his personality and how he's kind of coming out of his shell. But just the, the throws that he makes and the guys that practice that will they the, the backup quarterbacks say. He makes 10 to 12 throws every practice where they want to stop everybody and just be like, do we understand how insane that throw was? Like, can we just, there's like, they get pissed because people will just kind of golf clap of like 60 yard line drive spiral. Next play. They're like, hey, yeah. can we take a moment and appreciate that? He's got the arm and the ability to do it. He's got to trust his instincts, though. Uh, and if it's not there, use his legs. I think that's a big aspect for both of these quarterbacks. They're both underrated mobile, and they can kill you on third down, yeah. scrambling and picking up first downs, and they both have the ability to do it. Well, also for Justin, he has – I mean, he's got Austin Eckler in the backfield. Eckler had a great year. I think he broke the running back catch record, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he, he, I think he led him in receptions. Yes. He had an insane number of catches. Somebody else broke the running – oh, it was uh, – I'm thinking of Williams in Detroit with the touchdown. He broke the touchdown. Yeah. Uh, but Eckler's a really good player. Coincidentally, stats-wise, just on PFF grades alone, Jacksonville is 7th in pass blocking. Chargers are 19th. Uh, it is not. Uh, Christian McCaffrey still holds the record, I guess. 116 catches in 2019. Oh, yeah. That was probably the year he did the 1,000, 1,000 year, 1,000, right? 1,000. I'll see how Third many ever. Eckler had this But, year. I mean, I, that's the underrated part of this that we don't talk about enough because we love quarterbacks. We like the flashiness of the position and – my God, the the ability of these guys now, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Lawrence, et cetera, they can all make these throws. We don't dive enough into, hey, yo, the Jacksonville Jaguars might have the better pass rush, and that might be the game. They, well, they might. Well, the right? Chargers have a good pass rush, too. I think both these defenses have different strengths and weaknesses, and that's what kind of makes it fun. Neither one is a juggernaut, but both have a strength that they can kind of stand on. But what I mean by that is not to say that it's better than Bosa and company. It's just to say that one has better pass blocking on a PFF grade than the other. That might be the difference is Lawrence well could be, yeah. offensive line can maybe chip away and extend a play for Lawrence with guys like Bosa coming in versus Ken Herbert and company. I think that's a big reason Herbert's yards per attempt was so low 
was because I think a lot of it was we got to get the ball out of his hands because he just doesn't have any time. Well, he also doesn't have a run game he, either. Well, he also didn't have many wide receiver targets. Yeah. He didn't have Allen and Williams all season long. So I think it's an underrated key is too who can we focus on the quarterbacks who can run the football. The the Jags were lucky to beat Tennessee. They got a defensive touchdown to help them propel to the playoffs. It was very close. They could not run the football in that game. No. And as the game went on, Trevor Lawrence was elite in the first half. He did miss the one throw in the back of the end zone. He was a little off, I thought, on that game. First, he made a couple like third down throws. You're like, wow, that's that's the Trevor Lawrence arm. He he was off in the second half for sure. And they were really clunky offensively. It wasn't on him. They couldn't run the football. And you're constantly putting him in second, third, and long, saying, hey, go save us. And they're pinning their ears back and get after the quarterback. Both teams are going to try and establish the run. Uh, more on the Super uh, Wild Card weekend, and then we'll talk about this Charger-Jags game with Francisco Pinto, who does the uh, Spanish radio play-by-play for the Chargers. So he'll join us before they hop on the plane to Jacksonville. That's next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the a and Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. Francisco Pinto will join us. This play-by-play for the Chargers. Yeah, I, I just I'm excited to see young quarterbacks get their first shot in the postseason. It's it's why we tend to kind of fall in love with some of these young great cannons that we have in this league. I mean, it built the reputation of Joe Burrow last year. Joe Burrow was a good young quarterback, went through a rough rookie year. It was the playoff run last year. Yes, it was. If he didn't, if he wasn't in the Super Bowl last year, they lose that game to the Raiders in Wild Card Weekend. Joe, Joe Burrow's a great young quarterback, but you're not putting him in the in the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen category yet. Which isn't it funny that just like a couple games can take a guy from something that he probably already was to something that like most people didn't see him as? It's really funny too, considering the fact that you can argue the thing that probably won those games the most for them was their defense. Their defense was good last they year. They picked off Tannehill three times in the yep. divisional round. I know that's not saying much because Tannehill isn't great. They sh- somehow shut out uh, Mahomes in the second half of the AFC Championship. Well, they got game. the goal line stand at the end of the first half and yes. then the second half. And don't forget, they stopped the race. 
Raiders, they didn't allow the Raiders to score a touchdown at the end of that game. Yes, they won that game 26-19. The Raiders had four shots inside the 10-yard line to tie it. And I remember it vividly because I bet Raiders plus six and a half. I loved that line. And it was a close game the entire time. They had the four shots. They couldn't convert. Burrow was really good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it is it always takes a team. But it's funny how when a quarterback goes on a run like that, it's it's all about Burrow and we kind of don't, <laughs> don't give credit to anybody else on the roster. Before we get to Francisco, I, I, I want to ask, I, I saw this yesterday as a bit of a narrative. So it's supposed to rain in San Francisco. And I, I'm kind of confused why this is suddenly like so many people swinging the Seahawks. Like Ken said that yesterday on the show, and I, I didn't push back because I was trying to get to as many things as we could with him. Mm-hmm. But I've seen this. I've, I've heard people say this. It's going to rain in San Francisco. It's a, that's an advantage for the Seahawks. Based on what? I just watched Geno play in the rain against the Rams. He was awful. I've seen the Niners take on the Seahawks run attack. Like, what What am I missing? I, I'm not trying yeah. to be biased. I'm trying to be legitimately honest. Yeah. What? It, why is it suddenly the Seahawks' advantage that it's raining in San Francisco, by the way, a place that it rains all the time? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if, if Ken was trying to argue that it's an advantage for Seattle, and I don't know why anybody would argue it's an advantage for Seattle. I think the point that they're just simply trying to make is when you have a weather game like that, weird things can happen. You, you can get a punt that, you know, you, you snap a punt and it goes over the guy's head because it slipped out of your hands. Or you trying to catch a punt inside your 15-yard line and you drop it because it's pouring rain and it's windy. You make a mistake. It sets Seattle up with a, you know, 10-yard field. They score an easy touchdown where if you had to make them go the whole field, they wouldn't have scored. I think that's the only argument of, like, weird things can happen in a monsoon. And it's not that it's an advantage for Seattle. It's just... Is is this going to be one of those crazy games that it's nothing but mistakes and miscues and whoever makes fewer ones win? Yeah, I don't see it going that way. Yeah. But I'm trying to. That's the argument I think they're trying to make. I was wondering how much of that was gambling conjecture versus like legitimately it helps the team. Yeah, because the 49ers run the football great. They play elite defense, and a lot of their passing yeah. attack is not down the field. They're not throwing it 40 yards down the field to DK Metcalf. It's here's a tunnel screen to Debo. Try and tackle him. I think if Seattle's going to have a chance in this game. Uh, unlike the two times they played him uh, this season, I think it's pretty evident. You've got to try to get movement on the defensive side. You've got to move the linebacker. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are probably the most underrated players in the NFL, and I I legitimately mean that. Everything on the Niners' defense is Bosa. Bosa, 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 Bosa. And he's fantastic. He's one defensive player of the year. Yes, he is. But their linebackers are exceptional. Mm -hmm. Now, Seattle needs to do a lot. Seattle's going to get a little goofy here. They got to do motions. They got to do some trick plays once in a while. Because the way they're playing right now, they're not winning this game. They play the way they've been playing, they're going to get annihilated. And so to me, it's not about weather. It's about what can you do that you have not done all year. I wouldn't be shocked if they busted out new formations and plays that we haven't seen. Because I think you kind of you're to a point where a team dominates you so much, you kind of have to do something out of the ordinary to reinvent the wheel. Exactly, because the others are not working. I, I have found that the, the way the coaches are talking interesting this week too. Pete Carroll's in this uh, happy-go-lucky. Yeah, you know what? It's greatest ad, greatest attitude we've had all week of practice. I just can't wait. You know, Niners a tough team. They're a really tough team. Well, we'll just see what happens. He's playing like the oh shucks, gee golly, we're happy to be here. I'm trying to undersell what my team's going to maybe do this weekend. That's all a motivational tact. And the other side is Kyle Shannon going, oh, yeah, we're really worried about the Seahawks, which also might be a bit of a tact because he's seen these two teams play before. Yeah, Richard Sherman had that quote. He said he's been Pete's been doing that for years. He knows what he's doing. Pittsburgh and Baltimore I got, 
you know, hey, it's hard to beat a team three times. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to be open-minded here. It is the playoffs. I understand upsets happen all the time. And I've said before, Brock Purdy makes me a little nervous. I This game, the, this matchup, I just don't quite see it the way some other people see this. I think Brock Purdy, to me, going into the playoffs is the biggest story in the entire NFL. Because he's a rookie. We've never seen a rookie win a Super Bowl. And they have, I would argue, the most talented roster outside a quarterback in the National Football League. There's not really a weakness on this team. It's remarkable when you look at it. But they're led by a guy who was the Mr. Irrelevant last pick in the draft. Can a rookie quarterback really win a Super Bowl? If he does win a Super Bowl, if he goes to a Super Bowl, what does that mean for San Francisco going forward? The NFC is open, and it is winnable. Philly has some weaknesses right now. You don't trust anybody else outside of them. Uh, Minnesota has horrible defense. Dallas has to deal with Dak Prescott. Tampa's had a terrible offense all season. Like This is their for the 49ers to take, and it starts tomorrow. You can't slip up against Seattle. But I think Brock Purdy and what he's able to do with this team, to me, is the biggest story of the entire postseason. 12s are no different than any other fan base. Searching out 12s yesterday on Twitter, like I'm starting to think legitimately a lot of them are buying that they can win this game. And maybe they'll be right, and come Tuesday we'll talk about, hey, how about, how the hell did the Seahawks do that? And we'll break it down. I just, I'm having a hard time. Buffalo, Cincinnati, that's a those are games I, just, I cannot see in my brain it going the other way, given all of their injury situation. Based on the two games, one of which I saw in person, I, I just don't know what they do to make it different outcome-wise. But maybe that goes to the rain point at the very beginning of the segment. Brock Purdy throws a pick six. Yeah, it slips out of his hand. And Christian you get a gets yeah. hurt or fumbles or something. Kittle fumbles. You know, I don't know what it is. It's going to take that, I think. But I think they're starting to get belief in Seattle that, hey, it's the third time. It's hard to beat a team three times. That's starting to creep in now on the eve of the playoffs. It is hard to beat a team three times. Francisco Pinto does play-by-play for the Chargers. How does he feel about the Herbert Lawrence matchup? We dive into it next on the Daily Ticker. Don't forget, Sprague line in an hour. Uh, but first, Jordan with the Sports Update. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, 
Let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Friday, brought to you in the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, Board of the Beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. Very excited for our next guest. See, we only got a couple of minutes with him because he's getting ready to catch a flight and head out to Jacksonville for the Chargers and the Jags, the Saturday night playoff game tomorrow night in wildcard weekend. Joining us now, Chargers broadcaster Francisco Pinto, at Pancho Pinto 72 on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Uh, Francisco, thanks for the time this morning, man. How how you feeling? Where's the energy level going into this one? Two great quarterbacks, Chargers back in the playoffs, have it? How's everybody feeling down there? Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. I mean, it's great to be with you. I mean, getting together, the last stuff, you know, we're leaving with the team in a couple of hours. Uh, we're boarding the plane out of Long Beach and going to Jacksonville. So the energy is, uh, you know, if it's 1 to 10, the energy is at about 14 right now, <laughs> to be honest. And uh, just, just want to say that Portland, you know, has a really special place in my heart. I mean, my wife was born there. Oh. I have family in Beaverton in that area. So it's, it's it's really nice to be talking to you guys this morning. Oh, Francisco, that's awesome to hear, man. We love Beaverton, and uh, thanks for hopping on. We do we do appreciate it. It's hard to get people from L.A. to come on the radio show, obviously because it's early and also just because it's L.A. and people have better things to do than talk to two idiots in Portland. <laughs> uh, no, 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 just suck up, man. No, 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 it's, it's not hard. It's not hard, no. I love it. Uh, what? No. What stands out for you? Because both these teams end the season on such a high. The Jags come back, win their division. Chargers go into the playoffs playing good football. Francisco, what stands out on the Jags side that would leave you a little worried on the Chargers? Like, they have to take care of this on Jacksonville, and maybe you feel good about their chances. Well, obviously, because of uh, the story of defending the run during the season, uh, it has to be, I have to go with Etienne, you know, with Travis Etienne, their running back. Over a hundred, you know, over uh, 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns. The guy carries, uh, I think it's 5.1 yards per carry. So it's, it's obviously something that the Chargers are going to have to pay attention to. And I know that just, uh, I know that Justin Herbert. I mean, I, I, I mean, we could talk an hour and more about Justin because I really love the guy. Besides, he's such a great, great kid. So, you know, I think Pete Carroll put it the best when we were about to play the Seahawks this, uh, this year when he said he's just so well put together mm-hmm. in every aspect, every aspect, you know. So I know we're good with Justin at the head. I mean, I have no concerns there. Um, they are, you know, they're playing well. They won five in a row. Only one of those teams had a winning record, though, you know, mm-hmm. out of those last five opponents, which was uh, – the Dallas Cowboys. That doesn't mean that this team, you know, cannot cannot win this this game. These these games are going to be so close and and decided by the smallest details, margins of error. Uh, taking care of the football is going to be, you know, so crucial for us. Being over there, that's going to be a loud, loud environment. You know, they're going to be excited, and uh, they earn it. You know, Doc Peterson, the, he did a great job keeping this this thing together. They lost five in a row between mm-hmm. October and November. And uh, and they're here because of their, you know, their own merits. So I know that they have, like Brandon Staley likes to say, they have their full attention and respect 
So the Chargers are going to be ready for this game. Yeah, you can argue maybe the two hottest teams in the AFC. We're talking with Chargers broadcaster Francisco Pinto. You can give him a follow on Twitter at PantroPinto72. You, you mentioned Herbert there, and we're obviously familiar with him up here in the state of Oregon. And the, the anecdotes that come out, like one of his teammates saying the only time he's ever seen him angry was when he didn't return a shopping cart in a grocery store parking lot. Like Some of these yeah, stories seem yeah. too good to be true. But I, I, there's a great piece on ESPN that came out yesterday about how he's kind of become more vocal and more of a leader, and he's kind of rallying the guys, and he's showing more emotion. Are, are you seeing that, and do you credit maybe this late-season turnaround for the Chargers to some of the emotions that Herbert's shown on the sideline and on the field? Oh, without a question. I mean, I, I think that statistically, some will say that this has not been his best season compared to the other two, his first two. But I think that he's, this has been his most impressive season in terms of learning how to win, learning how to win games in an ugly way. And Justin is such a perfectionist that probably that was hard for him at some point, because he always wants to do, you know, the best he can possibly do. He's so hard on himself, you know, but he became a more complete, a better quarterback. He had to learn how to win with what he had at the moment, you know, which in many cases this season, you know, he didn't have a ton of his most important pieces. I mean, Corey Inslee, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Joey Bosa on defense, and Rashawn Slater, his left tackle. I mean, and we can go on and on and on. And he found a way to keep this team together. And that's the most important thing about this team. They never pointed fingers at each other. You know, the, the, the noise and all the, you know, the criticism never got to that locker room. And that's the testament to Justin Herbert as a leader, Derwin James as a leader also on the defensive side, and obviously Brandon Staley as the coach of this team to keep these guys, you know, together because they faced a lot of adversities this year and uh, it didn't break them. I think the big question mark for for a lot of Chargers fans up here is going to be Mike Williams. Uh, he didn't practice all week. I I I don't think you, maybe you do, maybe you don't. What's your best guess? Does he play this week? And do you think he gives it a go? I think so. I think so. I think that the last information that I got out of Costa Mesa and Brandon the same said this at the beginning of the of the of the week that there was a chance when this answer was you know uh, posted to him. He said. Yeah, there is a chance Mike might not practice, but he'll still play. You know, because at this time of the year, it's what's important, especially because of his a specific injury, it's, it's just rest and treatment, you know, and he got that throughout the whole week. So now it's just about, you know, getting him ready. Obviously, this might be a last, last minute decision. He's going to work out before the game. He's going to see how he feels. And I think that, Knowing the kind of pain tolerance that Mike Williams has shown in the past, I wouldn't be surprised one bit that uh, he's ready to go. Yeah, great stuff. We know you got a flight to catch. Francisco Pinto is a Charger uh, radio analyst at Pancho Pinto 72 on Twitter. We'll give him a follow. Have a great flight. Have a great call. Shout out to Beaverton, Oregon. And thanks for hopping on with us this morning. We really enjoyed it. And if they win, we'd love to catch up again with you here soon. I would love to do that again, guys. And let me give a shout-out to two people that I love and respect so much. The great Dan Fouts and his beautiful wife, Jerry, uh, whom I have had the pleasure, the privilege to get to know during my years with the Chargers. And I know that both of them are going to be, you know, watching Justin and the, oh, yeah. and the Chargers when they take, uh, you know, the Jaguars tomorrow in Jacksonville. So love you guys. Love Portland. Love Oregon. 
Take care, guys. There you uh, go. Great, great stuff. Class. Francisco Pinto, all that was class. awesome, man. You, you are that a coward. Awesome. You are a coward. <laughs> you are an absolute coward. He's got a flight to catch. I can't ask another question. I wanted to know. I asked Dirt. I told Dirt during one of his answers. I said, yo, you should ask him. Because I'm always curious about this. Spanish broadcasters have such beautiful calls they on do. everything. I want to know when somebody like meets Francisco, if they don't listen to the radio play-by-play. Now, is he the play-by-play or the color guy? Uh, it says he's play-by-play. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if he was play-by-play or color. Well, but I always wonder, like, how often do people, when they find that out, ask to, like, hear a call? Hey, what's your touchdown call? Can I hear it? Can I hear your touchdown call? You know what call? I mean? Like, yeah. the soccer broadcasters probably get that all the time in their oh! lives. I mean, if you can get it in person... It's probably a hell of an experience, right? Francisco. That's such a fun name to say. I didn't know he had local ties. I texted him yesterday. He I didn't, didn't indicate anything about local ties, so that was kind of cool. Look, we've had a hard time finding a regular guest to come on from Los Angeles. Uh, and he, he seems like he's big in the L.A. scene. You kind of, you know, he's, His background picture on his Twitter profile is him on Lake, uh, courtside talking to Kobe. I think he used to do Lakers. He used to do Lakers games. He, maybe he still does from time to time fill in. But I, I think, think we got our bro to, to come on from L.A. from now Francisco on. Francisco Pinto. I think Francisco's yeah. our dude. All right. And we keep riding with Francisco. I, next time, I'll ask the question. Yeah. I want that's I, a spray question you know me you know me i'm reserved i'm quiet are you too nervous to ask that question <laughs> yeah i'm too nervous to ask that and he's got a flight to catch you said get him out at 42 i'm looking at my clock it's like 41 40 yeah. like i can't ask another question you know how radio works so 42 is <laughs> really code for 45 and then before you know what you're, you're just hitting clock. the snooze button for another three minutes <laughs> ah, i get up i just wanted a great justin herbert touchdown call that we could like maybe use for our show can we pull can we can you find maybe a clip of him is there a span can we find like online can try yeah. a spanish chargers touchdown call if they win the if they win the wild card weekend, if they go to Jacksonville and win, uh-huh. we will try to get him on next week. I will ask, okay? okay. I'll do. You know me. I don't mind asking oh, you'll you ask that question. Yeah. You'll fire it away. And you just sit over there and comfortable, and you're like, what do you think about the 4-3 that they run? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> going to sit here and awkwardly giggle. Um, we got a lot still to get to. Coming up next, I want to keep going on the NFL playoffs. I'm going to ask a really stupid, cliche question, but I'm genuinely curious to know where you guys land on it about the NFL playoffs this weekend. We're going to get to that coming up next. Uh, Spring in line, by the way, at 830. Get those fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. Some more super wild card weekend next on The Fam. <laughs> This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. So good. And you didn't want to get so that good. on our show. That's true. With maybe saying left hand up, Dirt and Sprague touchdown. Left hand up, that's on me. I think my favorite Spanish call recently is still the, uh, remember the Oregon, the pick six against Washington State late? The Mace Funa one? And the guy go quack, quack, quack yeah. at the end of the call. <laughs> I just love the touchdown, papa, touchdown. <laughs> so good, man, so good. I'm going to ask you a really dumb radio cliche question, but I'm genuinely curious where the answer is. Well, we are dumb and we are in radio, so fire away. That we are. Uh, you know, NBA superstars and quarterbacks have one thing, and oh, two things in common. One, they make a lot of money. Two... We we judge their all-time status ranking based primarily on what do you do in the biggest moments? Yeah. What do you do in the playoffs, right? It's the thing that holds guys down in the NBA, well, he doesn't have a ring. It's the thing that holds quarterbacks down in the NFL. Hey, Rodgers is great, so he only got one ring. Mm-hmm. 
So there, there's pressure on them. Now, I like pointing out constantly that it's not a win-loss stat. Your quarterback can play great. You could still lose a game because your defense gives up 40 points. Josh Allen is a great example of this last year in the divisional round against the Chiefs. He did nothing wrong. His team lost the game. It's not his fault they didn't go to the AFC title. But that being said, I also acknowledge that we're going to judge these quarterbacks based on whether they won or lost, and that's the way that it works in the NFL. What quarterback this weekend is under the most pressure? It has to be. I, I would imagine um, the guess here has to be Dak. You think it's Dak? Well, you can't. Find me another one. Because Kirkers, for many people, whether he wins or lose, if he loses, people are going to go, yeah, there's Kirkers. He is what he is. If yeah. he wins, it's going to be like, hey, the Vikings win, but you don't trust them the, the following week. And if Brock Purdy wins, yo, great team. If Geno wins, good story. If he loses, nobody cares. Like, you can't. If you went down the quarterbacks, I think he's the only one where you'd go, if he loses to a sub-500 team <laughs> and 45-year-old Tom Brady on a team who, by the way, has been not good. They're not a good team. I think, yeah, it's going to be the loudest for him. He also plays for the biggest franchise yeah. in the media circles, in in maybe in pro sports. So, yeah, it's it's to me, it's not even a contest. I don't even think there's a close second. I think it's Dak. I think it's Dak by a mile. This weekend, you're 100% right. It's undoubtedly Dak Prescott. The Buccaneers are 8-9. and nine. Like, you can't lose that game. You're a $40 million a year quarterback. You're you, better in every You won 12 games game. this year. Like, you can't. Yes. The Bucs are not good. Their defense is okay. They're one of the worst rushing offenses in the history of the NFL. Their offensive line sucks. Brady's had a really rough year, primarily because the offensive line and inability to run the football. That team, I mean, it's just not a good Bucs team. So yeah. I'm, I'm with you on this weekend. Can I give you one, though, for the length, the, the longevity of the playoffs? Who I do think has a lot of weight on his shoulders. Oh, you mean for the whole thing? The whole well, you scope can do both. It? You can do this weekend or the whole playoffs. Because well, I think if you if you expand out to the entire postseason, yeah, I I think my money's on Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if you go there. I don't see now. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So they and again, him losing to the Chiefs last year was not his fault. They scored a go ahead touchdown with 13 seconds to go in the game. It's not his fault. His defense can't you know they can't kick the ball deep and can you know you know defend that and then stop him in 13 seconds. Let's say Buffalo's going to win this weekend. I, we're all striking the line on Buffalo. We all love Buffalo. They're but going to. I would be shocked. Yeah, I would yeah. like head sewn to the carpet, shocked if Buffalo loses to Skylar Thompson. Or at if home. they barely beat them. Or if yeah. they barely. Either way, they go then likely, not guaranteed, but likely to Cincinnati. Or Cincinnati comes to Buffalo. Excuse yes. me. In the divisional round of the playoffs, say Cincinnati comes in and beats them in the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah. And you have another year where it's again. I don't think this is always fair. How does Josh Allen play? He's been to one AFC title game in his career. That AFC title game, they got absolutely housed by Kansas City. Mm-hmm. They were close to going last year. They lost. Like th- They were the prohibitive favorite all season. They were the super team. They were on opening night of the NFL season, smoking the Rams, and everybody said the same thing that next Friday or the next day. How is anybody going to beat this team this year? Mm-hmm. They won 13 games or 13-3. and three. We're all they're, a, they're, again, a favorite going into the postseason. Like th- I, I think the pressure continues to build the longer you go without getting there. Burrow's been to a Super Bowl. Whether it was all on him or not, he's been to a Super Bowl. Mahomes hasn't won one in a couple years, but he's got one. He's been to two. Like the, Allen is kind of that next in line. When you talk about the big three quarterbacks in the league, for a lot of folks, it's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. Two of the three have been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, my only pushback to that is I think we're, we're working on – accelerated timelines that aren't actual aren't aren't factual to the position. You don't Patrick Mahomes winning a Super Bowl in his second full season as starter, the third year in the NFL. That ain't real. That's that's fool's gold, man. That's a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. It does not exist. So the fact that he did it is what makes him so unique. It makes him so special. 
I don't think if Josh Allen and the Bills lose to the Bengals, I certainly will not be having any questions or opinions of Josh Allen. I don't know how anybody would, unless you're dealing in television where it's like, let me sell you a bill of goods that I don't actually believe, but I'll get fired up and I'll get you to talk about it and share my tweet. Well, a lot of it too depends on how does he play. You know, does he well, throw but, a couple of Kasi red zone picks and you're like, well, that might have lost. He you could. The game. He threw. He had some games where he threw some interceptions this year, but. I, you can't watch Josh Allen play and go, well, I don't know anymore. I, uh, is he really the guy? You're not going to come in with that opinion. You can say he played poorly, Burrow outplayed, whatever. You're not going to change your opinion on this. What year did John Elway win his Super Bowl? At the very end of his career. And he got there a few times. Yeah. But, like, my point is our timelines for these guys are kind of ridiculous. I even think for the youngest of players, Zach Wilson does not look good at any one level of of pro football. I don't know if it'll be Geno Smith. I don't know if it'll be good where he catches on somewhere else in six years because he's athletic and has a big arm. I don't know. I think I think we need to we gotta pump the brakes on this like well you haven't won in your first couple of years. Mahomes is an outlier. Brady is an outlier to this stuff. Historically you just don't get these guys to do it in their first couple of years. Especially a player that went from what he was year one to what he is now. That's a mm-hmm. different human. The last three years, he has been a different quarterback. He's been a legitimate quarterback, whereas, like, it was a little gimmicky and a little, you know, like, we're going to use your legs, you're a big-body guy. Mm-hmm. I, he lost the game last year, and I went to the mic, and I said, I think he's the best quarterback in football. And that was after a loss. So my pushback to you is I don't think it's Josh Allen because we're not going to change our stance and our feelings. When you say pressure, I think it's legitimately you start to ask questions that are a little uncomfortable and kind of futuristic. You're not going to come on Tuesday and go, well, I don't know about Josh Allen as a leader and a quarterback. No, if they lose to Cincinnati. But you might do that with Dak if he loses to Tom Brady, right? I I just I don't want to go way over the skis. I'll give you one that I think is actually on a hotter seat than Josh Allen. Josh Allen got the contract. Josh Allen's the all-pro quarterback. This has been, what, an MVP season by many estimations prior to an injury for Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. So what happens if Philly loses the divisional round? He's banged up, by the way. They're not even sure how healthy he's going to be, even with a week off. And he's playing in a more contentious sports market than Buffalo, New York. And he's got a wide-open conference. If Allen loses, there's a certain aspect of, well, you lost to Kansas City, you lost to to Burrow. Or, you know, there are reasons you can point in the NFC – there are reasons. The Niners' defense, uh, Dallas's offense statistically has been the best. There are reasons, but they're not as valid for people as Burrow, Mahomes. Allen faces that. It could be Herbert, whatever it is. Jalen's got Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, and maybe Dak or Tom Brady coming to Philadelphia in a year where everybody has basically said, Philly's the best team in the NFC, the most complete team. Now, they stumbled a little bit here, but I, for me, it's hurts because you have to know what you're doing with your future in that position. He's looking for a contract and right he's, now, too. He's at the contract extension point. Do you give him the bag, or do you kick the can down the road the way they're doing it in Baltimore with Lamar? I think it's Jalen Hurts far more than Josh Allen. Yeah, one of our P1 section and Brock Purdy, if they lose, they'll put it squarely on him. I, I see that argument, but I counter it with, I, you know, he's a rookie quarterback. So if you lose, I think there's already that built-in excuse of, well, what'd you expect? He was Mr. Irrelevant. Like, there's a lot of people, yourself included, that still look at San Francisco and say, ah, I don't see it. He's a rookie. 
Like, if a rookie quarterback's not going to go win a Super Bowl, he's not going to go beat Mahomes or Allen or Burrow or whoever comes out of the – like, that ain't going to happen, man. Yeah. Now, if they lose tomorrow, maybe it's a different equation because, you know, they're playing Seattle and they've dominated Seattle twice. But I, I think there's a built-in excuse. We're not expecting Purdy to have this great run. He's not supposed to lead his team as a Mr. Irrelevant draft pick. Philly yet. got the bye. They're the one seed. They're home for every game that they play if they keep going with it till the Super Bowl. I, I, I think it's Hurts, man. I do. I think Buffalo – Buffalo always has also has to a certain extent they've got everybody backing them, and I think because of the Demar Hamlin thing, there's an aspect of you know you you you're not going to go overly critical. They've dealt with a lot. They've been through a lot the last in two the weeks. last couple of weeks, man. So I, I I think it's hurts more so than anybody, but. It's Hurts or it's Dak for me. I think those are the two that stand out the most. Part of the thing with Hurts, too, is that having a guy, we talk about this all the time, but a quarterback that's on a rookie deal, it allows you to be aggressive and spend and and fulfill the rest of your roster. And Philly's done that great. I mean, outside of San Francisco, they have probably the best roster in the NFL. Some would say it's better and than San Francisco. Maybe it's better than San Francisco. Their defense yeah. is good. Offensive line is good. Um, they, they, are, they are loaded basically everywhere. If you pay Jalen Hurts, that you're, you're losing a guy. You're losing a defensive tackle or you're losing a corner. You're losing a linebacker. You just can't make it work that way. So that's the other added pressure on Philadelphia. We always say the in the modern era of the game, the way you got to win is on the rookie deal, and then you figure it out later. Right, right. And they still got them on the rookie deal right now. We got a lot to get to in the final hour. One major college program finally pulling their head out of their ass. Is this going to be enough to get them turned around and back into the upper echelon of the sport? We'll dive back into a couple of local stories, including the Blazers who lost last night in a, a big time transfer for Oregon State yesterday, and a ton on Super Wild Card weekend. As uh, we can't wait, six games all starting tomorrow afternoon. With San Francisco uh, in Seattle. Our final thoughts, predictions, Sprague in the line coming up at 8.30. Get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. Loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.